0: Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. The woman wisdom stands at the crossroads, calling all to listen and learn. Her teachings are an invitation to wonder at creation and to approach life with the spirit of discovery. How can we become wiser by seeing creation through the eyes of wonder? What is God's wisdom trying to teach us? This week's Message of the Week comes from Pastor Abigail Ozan, who highlights the feminine attributes of the Trinity and shares her own story of learning and wisdom. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. There is uh, a lot that... I want to share with you today. So, I tried to think about how I could say something about what I've learned in the last year and what it's meant to me to be with you. And so, as I was thinking about learning and how to talk about that, I was looking for what scripture I would use. And for me, one of my go-to places when I'm stuck is to start by going to the lectionary. Those texts that have been chosen um, as standard texts to use um, throughout the year. And you may not know this, but actually we do use them here, um, even as part of our series sometimes, and they're chosen to fit with the seasons, and um, there are four texts. And the one for this week that was for the Old Testament, I discovered was a perfect text to talk about learning, because it is about wisdom. In this case, it is describing um, an aspect of God that is wisdom, and describing it with a female personification of God. And so saying that um, God is like a woman, a wise woman. And while we may imagine God as female, and God is depicted as, or sorry, as male, <laughs> and God is depicted as male in most pictures, statues, and other kinds of visual representation, the truth is that God is neither male nor female. And so we can learn something from both of these images to understand about God, But neither of them are fully true. We are all, regardless of our gender, created in the image of God. But God is greater than any one gender. God is represented by all and by neither. The Bible uses male pronouns and images for God in general, but actually not all of the time. There are a number of passages in the Bible that describe God as female, especially God as a mother. God is described as a protective mother hen in both Matthew and Luke, and as a merciful mistress in Psalm 123. And there are other images for God, such as uh, Mother Eagle, that are in other places. Different images for God help us to understand God's many aspects better, yet they all fall short of an accurate representation. So we have another representation of God, of the Holy Spirit, up front, showing one aspect of God, and not as a human either, but as a dove and as fire all of these different ways of thinking give us a bit more understanding of something that, as Mark described, is a mystery that we can't fully understand. And so in the scripture we're about to hear, God is described as a female, a woman, um, or sometimes we could, we could think of this as the Holy Spirit being described this way because the Holy Spirit is often talked about as bringing wisdom to us. So this is from Proverbs chapter 8 verses 1 through 6 and 22 to 35. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom, that's the genre that it's part of, as the um, confirmation students learned. I'm sure they forgot, but way back when. Um, and there are some others that are included in this genre, including um, Job and Ecclesiastes and Song of Songs, or which is also known as Song of Solomon. Does not wisdom call and understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, I O people, I call, and my cry is to all who live. O simple ones, learn prudence, Here for Acquire intelligence, you who lack it. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts long ago. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. When he had not yet made the earth and the fields or the world's first bits of soil, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, playing before him always, playing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. And now, my children, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Happy is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Thanks be to God for the gift of Scripture. In this passage, Woman uh, wisdom is described standing on the heights and beside the way and at the crossroads and beside the city gates. These are all public spaces that are available and accessible to all. Up in the wilderness, on the hilltops, beside the road, at the meeting places, And then also openings of gates, which were at that time centers of public life, where prophets prophesied, legal transactions were made, and wise men taught. Or today, these would be our courts and our schools. Wisdom calls to us from everywhere, from all around us. And wisdom calls not just in a calm, quiet voice, Wisdom can holler. In this passage that we heard, wisdom is crying out a warning against foolish living and describing how to find joy by following in her ways. Wisdom calls us to delight in God's creation and in relationships with one another and with God. Now, I want to point out a couple of verses that help us to understand better. Verse 22 says, The Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts long ago. And to verse 24 elaborates, When there were no depths, I was brought forth. Now, in the creation story, you may remember how um God is moving over the face of the deep of the waters. And so this is to say that even before this, that wisdom existed with God. The Hebrew word in this passage that um, is translated as brought forth can also mean to whirl or to dance. And so this image that you see is one of the Trinity dancing around in relationship with one another. And there are a number of theologians who have talked about this relationship as a continually moving circle dance, or as something that is always dynamic, always changing and moving. We can imagine woman wisdom coming forth to join the Father with joy and delight in the dance of creation at the very beginning of all things. And we can look for wisdom and for God's presence in relationships and in the world around us. Because wisdom is everywhere around us. When I was trying to think about how to say something of what I had learned in the last year here, I realized that it was not very easy to summarize in a simple little lesson, in a little nugget of truth that you could take forth from here with you, but discovered that it was more about the process and the challenges, more about the necessity to always keep learning, and in some cases, to relearn some things, Because we may forget lessons that we already knew. We encounter that again and we go, oh, yeah. I'm sure that never happens to any of you. But lessons are truly all around us if we pay attention. We can learn from everything. And so while this learning process can be circular, a whirling around like the Holy Spirit as we learn things and learn them again, and learn them in deeper ways, we hopefully never stop learning and growing. And this has been, I hope, true for me in my ministry as I continue to learn with all that I do. I learn when I visit in the, a stranger in the hospital, I never know what I am going to encounter when I go into that hospital room. I learn when I prepare and teach a confirmation lesson, as I think about what's important and what are the teachings of the church, and I learn in the way that the students respond to me and the things that they say. I learn when I write and preach a sermon And one of the challenges for me, and I know Pastor Jen has this problem sometimes too, is to not chase too many rabbits down their holes, to not look at too many, oh, that's an interesting thing, I want to learn more about that. Half an hour later, you're (laughs) trying to come back to what you're supposed to be researching. But I always am learning things about scripture and theology and about the way that God shows up in the world I learn when I have a conversation with a colleague or a parishioner, whether it seems to be on or off topic, sometimes it's those conversations that you have where you're like, okay, I've been here for a half an hour. I really should be doing this other work, right? But it's amazing to me how often those things come around again, that those conversations lead into a newsletter article or a devotion or give me an idea for an activity to do with the youth, or provide information that I can then use in doing pastoral care. This year, one of the ways that I learned was from attending small groups. And a couple of these groups, these were not groups I led. They were just ones that I was part of. Um, Woman of Grace, that met, uh meets on uh, Monday nights, once a month, was studying about some women um, Some Not-So-Bad Girls of the Old Testament, I think was the book we were using and listening to some of um, these videos about it. And so I learned more about the Old Testament and some of these women that I hadn't studied recently. And then I met regularly each week with prayer team to pray for all of those things that people lift up that they have said we could share with the prayer team. And while some of what I learned, at both of these actually, um, for reasons of confidentiality, I won't share. But I learned everything from, um, particularly in prayer team, from being taught about a health condition to giving spelling lessons to making connections in the community or to discovering yet another spiritual gift of a person around the table. I won't say who needed spelling lessons for the sake of not embarrassing them. And another theme that I encountered, another thing that seemed to keep coming up throughout the year, um, and sometimes in these settings I mentioned or in other ways, was a theme of grief. And while I encountered it before this, I especially experienced this for myself when we lost Nate Buckley and as I walked with others in their sorrow. I discovered how grief can resurface at unexpected times and how we can be surprised by what triggers a memory, what reminds us of someone or something that we have lost. I witnessed how world events can affect others and cause grief, such as the school shooting in Uvalde or the war in Ukraine, things that might seem far away and yet impact us as well. And I learned uh, about the value of writing prayers and praying with people and how that could help people in dealing with these things. I learned about personal grief, but also I learned especially about walking with others and about how valuable it is to name our struggles and to pray together. Now, one of the lessons that I learned was maybe a little bit more directly a lesson to me, which was about the value of being authentically myself. From some things that people said and then a couple questions I asked, I learned that when I first came here, some people thought I appeared to be not only reserved, which is true, I am a little bit more reserved of a person, um, but also that I was very serious and maybe that was a little bit intimidating sometimes. And it took time for folks to discover that I do have a sense of humor um, that is in turns sarcastic and goofy although I don't always show it right away, or I'm so sarcastic you don't realize I'm kidding. Nervousness in particular in worship caused me to not show all of who I was. But people told me specifically, and also I could see this in responses to my sermon, that they connected with me better when I was more fully myself and not being afraid to reveal who I was. And I mention this, too, especially because this is a lesson that I'm going to take with me and be using in the next couple of weeks and few months as I am starting out in my new appointment in thinking about how I am being present with the people whom I am serving. When we leave people and um, go on in life, it doesn't mean that we forget them, certainly, um, But it also, sometimes those lessons that you have from somebody, they stick with you for a long, long time. And I know there are things that I've learned here that will remain with me. And as I have learned this past year, I know that you have as well. And I know that it is especially possible to do this when we keep our eyes and our ears and our mind and our hearts open how God's Spirit is speaking to us. It's important that we stay alert and look for wisdom wherever we go, because she is everywhere around us. And because these lessons can surprise us, can happen in ways or at times that we are not expecting. We can learn all the time, and God is with us everywhere. Now, how do you know what the spirit is saying? How do you know what you're learning? Well, I believe that one of the ways that we see this is by seeing how her teachings are an invitation to wonder at creation and approach life with a spirit of discovery. This image that you see is of what's called a Trinitarian Knot, uh, K-N-O-T, because uh, it is a Celtic knot that comes from um, the Celtic culture. And you notice, of course, there are three points on it. And if you follow the line from one of these, it just keeps going around and around, weaving in and out between all three. And this is one way to represent the relationship between the three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or Mother, (laughs) father or mother, however you want to think about it, that all are indwelling within one another, that they're intertwined and dynamic, always moving. And we can know that it is God who is inspiring us and guiding us and teaching us. If we encounter God in, as the creator, God as a parent, God as the Holy Spirit, God as wisdom, all of these are ways that we can connect with God And learn. So I want to encourage you to continue to learn and keep your eyes open. Know that the good news is that God is always with us and around us, guiding us and showing us wisdom. And I want to thank you all for what you have taught me, for the ways that you have allowed God to use you to share her wisdom. I know that you will continue learning as you journey with Pastor Bryce and Pastor Jen in the days and weeks to come. I know that there are always new things for us to discover, new lessons to learn, new ways to grow, and even opportunities to find the wisdom of doing things the way that we've been doing them, the wisdom of sometimes of not changing. I encourage you to listen, to be open to what the Spirit is saying to her people. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.